0: Hey everybody! What is going on? My name is Eric McGrew with Elevated Office Podcast, and Eric Tree Servers in Montrose, Colorado. This is episode seven. No, sorry, this is episode eight of season three. Can't even keep up with what episode I'm on anymore because I've been recording so many recently. So today we are going to be talking about when. Should you upgrade your climbing gear? All right, before I get started, I've got to give a huge shout out. I've got Buxton Worksaws, who does all the machining work for Just Send It Saws, that basically both sponsor me a little bit. Um, Just Send It Saws is my sponsor officially, and Gary works with him, uh, with Lucas, to, to get me my custom built saws. And I can't say high enough things about their um, custom built saws unfortunately a couple of my custom built saws actually three of them were stolen and um i'm on a meager um what's it called uh a meager diet of saws these days they're mainly um just uh you know factory stock slightly modified saws versus fully built but lucas did send me a g5800 which is a 50 cc saw that um is a John cutter and it's been fully modded and it's pretty rad. So um, we could talk about some of that in the future. I have some videos on my Instagram, so go check that out. Also, Weaver Arborist is a sponsor of mine and then Gap Arbor Supply. And between Weaver and Gap and Justin Essau's, 98% of everything I have for climbing has come from them that I use currently. So um, go give those guys all a, a check. Um, they help support. The podcast and the show and they're even supporting the first ever um, elevated office webinar that we're going to have this webinar is going to take place at the end of february 2022 or very beginning of march 2022 and i need 50 attendees so if you're uh, looking to get more insight on climbing and the arborist industry i will be speaking but more importantly zach Richards, zigzagman.zr and Josiah with um, Tree Strider Gear will be speaking, as well as Lucas with Just Send It Saul. So it's totally worth the money. It is a business deduction, so if you own a business or you're a contract climber or something like that, then you can deduct it. And we will be talking the aspects of business for um, tree climbers. And I don't just mean like business, but I mean like techniques of climbing and different things like that that may be beneficial for you guys. Um, I'm sure they will be, I guarantee you'll pick up something. in. plus there will be gifts, there will be giveaways and there will be, um, just benefits to being there. So hope to see you all there. Please contact me. If you're interested, you can reach me through email, um, Instagram messages or Facebook messages, whatever. And I, or through the podcast email, and I will, um, be more than happy to put your name down for that. And if you're not, um, able to make it to the seminar if that's just too steep for you and you don't feel like it's worth it. Don't forget you can donate to the podcast that helps me keep this going. I have monthly bills that go along with this podcast and it helps cover the cost of this so I can keep going. So, you can do that through the podcast donation button and I really really appreciate it. Now that all the business side of this has gotten done with, we are going to talk about when should you upgrade your climbing gear. So, um this is not a there's no way to give it like a static answer. I can't just say um every year upgrade your stuff. Well, I mean I can, but it's unrealistic. It's impractical and it's useless to do so. So, it's really going to depend on a few things. One of the things it's going to depend on is the kind of equipment that it is. For instance, um most manufacturers say saddles should be good for about 5 years. And then some companies I've heard will allow you to climb on a saddle for up to 10 years. Um, I find that personally, at about the end of five years, your saddle is going to be wanting to be retired or completely rebuilt anyway. So um, I would even say like by the end of the third year, I'm kind of looking at upgrading uh, for me. But that's just dependent on each person. It depends on the style of saddle you run as well. I do run some, um, weaver saddles like the Cougar saddle. I've run the Denali saddle before, and now, um, I've been running for a long time, the, uh, Teufelberger, uh, what's it called? The, um, Evo, um, True Motion Evo. So, um, those saddles, I would say about three to four years, depending on how hard you climb in them or how well you take care of them might want to be retired. Um, if you go 10 years on a saddle, I think you're pushing it to be honest. Um, so when, when, and how do you determine when a piece of equipment needs to be upgraded or swapped out? Um, there's a number of factors with that. One might be that it's outdated and there's just something that, um, ANSI or some other reason like that, that you really should get rid of it and just upgrade. But another might just be that, um, like non easily repairable components are damaged. So like on a saddle, maybe the, um, backing, uh, structure is broken, cracking, uh, whatever deformed you know, you might want to do that. That being versus the pad, which on a lot of saddles like the Denali and the Tree Motion Eway, you can just replace the pad. That would be a different thing, right? So you wouldn't particularly need to replace the whole saddle, but you would want to um, replace components like the Tree Motion and a lot of the saddles. um, The bridge, of course, can be replaced and updated as is worn out um legging straps and things like that can be updated as they get nicked and frayed from just climbing and saws and um you know your pole saw your handsaw your chainsaw nicking bark whatever on them ropes rubbing on them whatever um and then there's um componentry like buckles and snaps and things that on most saws if those go bad On most, I mean, on soles, on most saddles that I know of, you can't really replace those. So it's kind of getting time to um, replace the whole saddle. But um, barring that, if you had it in pretty good shape and you've still been climbing on it for about four years, you would want to consider, you know, upgrading major components of the saddle anyway. Like the leg pads and the back pad, I guarantee you, have already been compressed and you've lost most of the support in them so you would probably want to replace that stuff and i would probably say after two years of regular use that's about the max length you're going to want to go for your padding i know some people go way longer than that but i guarantee you if you put new pad in you would all of a sudden feel like how much more supportive the saddle was and how much more support it gave your lower back and your legs and how much less um numbness you had in your legs uh climbing for long days or whatever with the newer pads because those cellular pads with time, they will collapse and they don't reform and you should just replace them. Um, same things with the elastic components of like, um, saddles, the elastic quits retracting. It just kind of becomes static and it hangs. So if you can replace all that stuff, then you're going to have a better feeling saddle. It's going to feel much fresher, much newer early on. And that's going to be kind of the key of all of this as we go through these components, because, um, what really made me start thinking about this thing, this topic was a couple of things the other day. One was um, a few weeks ago, I did, well, almost a month and a half ago, I did a photo shoot with Weaver. Some of my photos are being used on Weaver's social media feed and in um, catalogs and things. So keep an eye out for those. But um, they brought me out a brand new CT Quickstep Foot ascender. Now and a brand new Haas Velux. And I will tell you, I love the CT Quickstep Foot Ascender. Uh, Weaver isn't the only um, re- retailer of CT, but they—that that is one of their main um, componentry companies that they uh, offer and support and retail. And um, I like the CT Quickstep for many reasons, which we're not going to go over right now. And The one that I have, I've had for about a year and a half. uh, Maybe less, about a year, I guess. Yeah, something like that, maybe a year and a half. And it worked pretty fine. Um, I did notice that, like, the um, cam didn't grab as quickly as it once did and different things. And I didn't really think about it because these things wear out slowly over time, right? It's not like one day it's fresh and tight and it works really well and it's like brand new. And then the next day, you know, and it stays like that for a year and a half. And then the next day it's like all worn out. It's just a slow progression of wearing. And so you don't typically notice it until you put a new one on. And they sent me out this brand new one for the photo shoot. I put it on and I was like, man, I had forgotten how responsive this device is um, and how much, better you know how how well it grabbed the rope for ascending and things and to be honest if i hadn't had that comparison between the brand new one and the used one might have just kind of stuck with the old one and just kept climbing on it for a while but when i started comparing the new one to the old one the old one the cam um anvil was like the the um you know the cam with the teeth on it kind of shifted sideways a little bit the spring didn't hold it real tight against the rope held it enough, but you could tell there was a lot of play and that kind of stuff. It didn't, when I walked around with it on my foot, it clanged real bad and things. Um, whereas the new one doesn't do all that because the spring is fresh and it's you know, it's ready to go. The teeth are sharper on the, the um, brand new one. Um, I noticed that there were some wear patterns on the old one as well in the guides and things. And I hadn't really, it, it's not unsafe to climb on. So I didn't really think about the old one because when I did my gear inspection, it was fine. But it did make a very different feel of climbing having the new one. So um, I, depending on, once again, how much you climb, probably every year, every year and a half, I would recommend um, considering replacing, like, your ascenders that you use regularly that, you know, and I'm not talking about multi ascenders. I'm not talking about, like, your climbing device, like your akimbo or whatever. But I'm talking about, like, foot ascenders, knee ascenders and things. Because, once again, the Haas knee ascender, the brand new one, was, like, a a totally different beast. The elastic was tight. And yes, you can buy replacement elastic. So you don't have to replace the whole ascender. But I noticed that like the strap on mine, where my carabiner clips in, because I have the quick and step style, um, was starting to wear through and fray and, and kind of tearing a little bit. And so the new one, I didn't have to worry about that anymore. The, um, ascender itself for the knee ascender was really tight and responded well up the rope. And then of course the uh, bungee elastic was really tight and it just made it really comfortable to climb on. And I I hadn't really noticed the frustrations of climbing on the used ones until I put the new ones on. And then I was like, man, this feels good. And so I started thinking about other things and um, I have a tendency for whatever reason to break the tip, just like the last four inches off the tip of um, the Zubat. Pole saw blades. So we're talking about like 330 uh, millimeter or centimeter. No. Yeah. 330 millimeter. Um. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You love listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you want to build a brand, grow your business, or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby. Whatever your reason for making a podcast, Buzzsprout is the place to start. Since 2009, Buzzsprout has helped over 300,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout walks you step-by-step through the whole process and will give you powerful tools to start, grow, and monetize your podcast. Ready to get started? Click the link in the show notes to get our free step-by-step guide to starting your podcast today. Zubat blades, the, the professional style blades, the large teeth, and, um, when I use them on the Zubat pole saw, I, I tend within a couple of months to break the tip off, which I don't really mind because, um, I find that it works a little bit better in pruning for certain things and the tip doesn't get all caught up and it's not too flexible. It's a little stiffer, but what I do forget is how long I use those blades and I will use them for like, you know, six, seven, eight, nine months on the same saw and I'm cutting deadwood and I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And they still cut and they will still cut you pretty quickly. So I don't really think about them being dull until I put a fresh blade on. And then I'm like, man, I was wasting tons of effort using that old blade when this one like cuts through in literally half the amount of strokes. Um, So even though it works, it may not be as fresh as it could be. And at certain times that's going to cause you know, inefficiencies and in energy and things. And you're just going to feel better about doing the work, having a brand new one. So usually I've gotten in the habit to where after like three or four months, even though my Zubat blades are sharp and I'll keep a couple of old ones around in case I break them or bend them or whatever, I have something to throw on. I try to keep a, I try to keep two or three blades um, that are fresh on me so that I can um, use brand new blades every two to three months on my saws because I've just found there's so much more efficient, in the work and they're less fatiguing on my arms and they're just better i I just like they just cut better and it's so much easier and it's nicer it's just a nicer experience um so yeah that's that's one thing you know chains for chainsaws are a little bit different unless you stretch the chain excessively and it won't fit and you can't take any links out to make it fit you can pretty much run a chain. I've run chains until I ground, like sharpen hand filing or using a machine and ground off a whole tooth. And then I'm like, okay, well either I have the, re- the tooth replaced and everything else are, are like tiny little nubs, which there's no point in replacing that tooth at that point. Or I just throw the chain away. Um, and most likely I throw the chain away and get a new chain at that point. Um, so I, I haven't really found a whole lot of benefit in like replacing chains before they actually wear down because of the way that you can sharpen them and that kind of stuff. But I will say that from time to time, I find it really beneficial not to just clean my air filter, but actually replace the air air filter. So that's really dependent on what kind of jobs I'm going to do. If I'm doing a lot of like fire mitigating work, or um, I'm doing a lot of forestry work, and I'm doing a lot of dead kill beetle pine, and there's just fine dust everywhere, then I might change those filters more regularly than just clean them out. Then if I'm just doing residential work with those, if that makes any sense. And then same thing goes, um, like my Hakes um, Protector Ultra boots and my Arbortech uh, Scapholite boots. Those are two different things for me because uh, we'll talk about in a, another episode why I think that climbing, having multiple kinds of climbing boots is beneficial. But um, my Hakes are the ones that I use the most regularly, the Protector Ultras. And they still have life in them. The uppers are pretty good. Even the soles have some tread to them. But what I found is that the shanks are giving out and my feet don't have the support that they once did. I've been using them as of this month, a full year. So um, I just kind of find that about a year in a pair of boots that I wear almost every day, that's about the lifespan of them and they're going to go into the trash right um i have arbor um Arb Pro clipping steps i have um a couple of pairs of those i have the hakes i have a couple of pairs of those and then i have the arbor tech um and so for the scaffoldites for me i only wear scaffoldites on the days that i am going to be doing um spur climbing and once again we can get on into that topic a little bit later i've talked about it a little bit in the past but um, I, I don't need to replace those quite as frequently because I don't do as many um, you know spike climbs. I, I just don't do a ton of removal out here. I, I tend to do many, a ton of pruning um, is what I do. And even with removals, oftentimes I do two-thirds of it or one-third of it or half of it or something like that with um, without spikes, and then I put spikes on as I need. So it's a little bit different there. Um, but yeah, when you put on a fresh pair of boots, man... There's always the break-in, and that's with any piece of new equipment, and that's frustrating because even saws and stuff, you have the break-in and all that stuff, but man, a brand new, freshly broken-in piece of equipment is just awesome, and this goes all the way down the line to even like your your bridges, like um, saddle bridge rope. When it's fresh, it just reacts differently, and I find that I feel like I have a little bit more control with it when I put on fresh Um, DMM swivels on my bridges, then they spin differently and I have a little bit more control with them and things. And I'm like, wow, I forgot. And they orient differently because they don't have the grooves in them yet from the rope and and different things like that. They don't have grime in them and dirt, even though you try to clean them out and stuff. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a whole different thing. And then like, I've been using my same, um, Protos helmet for about three years. And that thing, the muffs just don't seal like they used to. I can feel the spring's not as strong as it was on the muffs. And the muff material itself isn't as as strong. And true, you could just go like change the muffs out and get a new set of muffs. True, you could, um, you know, that, that'll come with the foam and stuff. But I find that the helmet just doesn't respond, even though I've replaced the head system a couple of times, things like that. They don't respond like they once did and a fresh helmet just feels nice. Um, Plus, safety-wise, you should only wear a helmet for so long and then UV and stuff starts to break down the, the plastics and it's really time to get you a new one. And if you take a serious impact with your helmet of any sort, you should really replace that helmet because they're only intended. The foam material that is the support in your head, if you take a serious enough impact, it only compresses once and then it's no longer um as safe as it w- is registered to be so you really need to keep that in mind as well same thing goes um chainsaws i mean having them rebuilt or tuned up and i mean like fully tuned up having them gone through new fuel pumps new oil pumps new um having the the fuel fill, uh the fuel um tank cleaned out having you know the piston rings redone and that kind of stuff ever so frequently having them honed or whatnot it'll make a totally different saw for you and it's just totally worth it if you get a good mechanic. Um, Once they're broken in pretty good it's a good idea in my opinion to potentially look at having them fully built because you're going to go through all the work of tearing it down and all that stuff anyway why not just have it built then you get a higher power output per weight ratio and they become really really awesome to run. I love performance chainsaws Um, there are some pros and cons to them, but I've talked about that a little bit in the past and we'll get into that and the future a little bit more as well. So when should you really replace stuff? Uh, it's hard to say each, each item is totally different, right? Um, ropes, I change my ropes out every, I don't know, six to eight months on a general rule, uh, for climbing and then rigging ropes that, that really depends on how much I've put them through, how much abuse. They might get changed out every couple of months. They might get changed out every year and a half, depending on what they are and what I'm doing with them. Um, But I always check my ropes for dead spots in them. I check my ropes for excessive um, like cuts or anything like that or stretching or whatnot. And then um, I make decisions based on that at that time. Uh, Chainsaw pants, kind of the same idea. It depends how torn are they, how dirty are they. Yeah, those are pretty much the two things that make me change them out. If they're really excessively torn in areas, and I don't feel like they're going to be safety oriented for chainsaw work if they hit my leg, or if they're just obscene, obscenely dirty, and I don't want to wear them and be seen in them and represent my company, then I tend to kind of swap those out a little bit as well. Um saddles yeah you know like i said depends on how frequently but probably 3 to 4 years is about where i'm looking at swapping out saddles and i've probably already rebuilt the saddle twice by that point maybe three times by that point that i swap it out um rope bags same thing when they start to either like collapse excessively they just won't stand up um they they get torn they're over, i don't know it, it just depends on the quality but same thing gear bags when they start to tear real bad and now they don't hold the moisture out like they once did or the you know the daisy chains are tearing off and i can't easily clip carabiners to them and that kind of stuff then i'm going to look at refreshing all that stuff as well and then um lanyard devices uh i use mechanical lanyard devices i use the petzel xeon and i use the orzillin as some people call it and i use the greon or grillin as some people call it um those I keep an eye on, I keep them clean. And if they don't hold real well, if they don't move real fluid, fluidly, or they don't, um, if they have fractures in the chains of like the, um, Xeon, or if the casing of the Gryon is is broken, then I'll change those out. And my lanyards themselves are really dependent on if I've nicked them or, you know, whatever, but probably about a year and a half, I'm going to change them out no matter what. Um, just because I wash my ropes and stuff, but I just, you know, grime gets in there. They start to deteriorate stuff. And I would rather have reliable and trustworthy equipment over, um, tending to, to just wait until it fails on me because it's usually going to fail in the most inopportune time. And it's not ideal. And then climbing devices. I mean, there's all these climbing devices out there and I know people who have run them till they're bare bones and then send them in to have them, you know, rebuilt And that's okay, Um, I know some people that have had their uh, zigzags rebuilt, and then I know some people who have had their uh, unicenders rebuilt and whatnot, and their um, akimbos I think. I don't even know if you can have an akimbo rebuilt, maybe you can or can't. I tend not to rebuild them, once they get to that point I just replace them. Um, I I have rebuilt the original Rope Runner once, and now I have the Rope Runner Pro as well. Um, I don't really use the original Rope Runner anymore, it's just kind of a backup, and um, Yeah, I mean, I I find that by the time I've rebuilt it a couple times, it's time to actually like go and um, look at getting a new one, if that makes sense. So um, I would say probably a couple of years, three years on a device, and then I'm looking at replacing it, and um, that's with me regularly cleaning it and stuff. Once again, um, there is a difference in the feel to me of it being rebuilt versus a brand new, and sometimes rebuilt is better than brand new. Uh, I would say overall, overwhelmingly though, I think that new is a better feeling to me than rebuilt. So I tend to go with rebuilt over renew. And once it's worked its life out and I've gotten the value out of it, then I just go on with a new piece and now just view it as as an expense in this industry, right? It just is what it is. You're gonna need to do the same thing with any other mechanical um, componentry like um, the big shot, make sure you're replacing those heads as regularly as needed. You're going to lose distance. The um, the elastic, you know, tubes aren't going to be as strong for the slingshot portion. With time, the fiberglass will get more flexible and will actually fracture with time. Just heat and weather and sunlight and stuff will deteriorate those. So keep that in mind. Same thing with pole saws, um, you know. Uh, but yeah, it's it's just a it's a hard answer to give but I would highly recommend looking at having your equipment, you know, probably refreshed every year and a half to two years on most things. And then for those longer term items, like we've talked about every three to four years, probably, I would recommend um, replacing them. I do know some guys that say that they replace their helmet every year, and that's just a personal preference. I don't think that that's quite needed, but I do think that every couple to three years is probably a good time to have your helmet replaced. If it's fractured, cracked, sun bleached, um, if you can see like flex spots where it's been stretched and now it's like a white line in the plastic where it was excessively bent or dented, um, or if it's super brittle like you drop it on the ground and the edge cracks real easy, then you probably wanna have that replaced because it's not gonna protect you during impact and that's really important. Whether you're the one hitting a tree or a branch or something comes and hits you. Um, And and that could even be chipping if you are walking away from the chipper and a big chunk comes out and hits your helmet If that helmet isn't you know a good solid pliable plastic Relatively speaking if it's brittle it'll just snap apart and then it won't really protect you So keep that in mind plus it could be more dangerous because now you have plastic shrapnel that's sharp moving and flying everywhere So um, yeah, I hope that's beneficial for you guys once again Please don't forget to check out my sponsors, gaparborusupply.com, WeaverArborist.com, and justinsols.com Also, if you're interested, please go check out the, um, the uh, seminar that I'm putting on at the end of February, early March, 2022, and it's 80 bucks a person. We're looking for 50 attendees. You can have up to five people on your screen if you want, and um, there will be gifts giveaways uh and then there will be just tons of information from zach richards zigzagman.zr myself and lucas from just send It all so hope that it's um something you guys are interested in really could use your support on this and i hope to see you guys in the next one all right guys take care bye close